Maybe you drive on it every single day, maybe every once in a while. Either way, it is part of your drive in Edmonton, without a doubt. The high-level bridge. Yesterday morning, City Council heard some different options in regards to what should happen with the bridge. It's 109 years old, so as you might expect, it could use some repairs. It hasn't had any since 1995, so the repairs needed could cost anywhere between $135 million to $270 million. So big price tag to fix this thing up. So uh, I want to get into what some of the options were and what City Council is kind of steering towards. We're going to get into it right now with our next guest. He's a councillor of Ward Nakota Iska. Andrew Knack is on the show. Good morning, Councillor Knack. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much for being on. It's always a pleasure to chat with you, although it has been a while for me because I've been I away know. on maternity leave. <laughs> so welcome back, at least at least to a conversation with me. Uh, I want to talk about the high-level bridge, of course, because you met yesterday and had some presentations thrown your way. So let's just go through what some of the options were. What did it look like? Because there, there were some ideas, or there were some rumors about even potentially tearing this thing down. Was that one of the options? I mean, yes, it was one of the options presented, but but realistically, that was probably the most unlikely of the options because, well, for a variety of reasons. One, this bridge is actually, you know, a historic resource uh, and something that, I mean, I, I don't know if we all think about it that way, but, but it is that one of that piece of it. Um, the other challenge is just trying to build a brand new bridge even around the same location it's it's a lot more challenging because of the the strict rules within our river valley bylaw to build new structures that uh, go across the river so mm-hmm. it was an option but not realistically the main option we were going to be looking at it was more of a consideration of looking at rehabilitation or rehabilitation with some upgrades which is what we're the direction we're ultimately headed So tearing it down was one option presented. That's not really on the table. What else is, what else is needed? What else was discussed? So the, the main options that I think we were really considering is, is just a, you know, critical rehab of the bridge uh, and sort of keeping it as close to like for like as possible. Uh, Another scenario was a rehabilitation with a few uh, additional upgrades. So, uh, for example, doing some updates on the top of the bridge to allow for people, more people to be able to uh, walk or roll across the bridge because that's uh, that's currently a bit constrained. The final option, which again, we didn't go this route, was uh, do we want to uh, update that bridge and allow for or at least future-proof it for, say, running something like an LRT across the top of it. And uh, again, that decision wasn't uh, wasn't the one we went with. We went with the one that said, let's do a full rehabilitation of this bridge and do those upgrades to allow so that more people who are walking and biking can also enjoy it um, because hmm. it is quite constrained. And the cost to do those upgrades is is quite minimal in terms of the overall rehab costs. Okay, so we're talking about a, what would we call this, a, a, a pedestrian crossing that's going to go on top of the bridge? That's what we're landing on? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a that's a good way to describe it. They're just making sure we have more more opportunity for people who are uh, walking and biking. There, there's still some work to do to determine exactly how you might um, build that out. So, you know, for example, they were talking just yesterday, our city staff of of maybe one of the considerations is that. Uh, 
um, you keep all the pedestrian traffic uh, in the current location, but you bring the biking traffic above. Uh, mm. You know, there's there's a lot of different options we would still consider even in this scenario, and that's the next body of work that will be happening between now and when council will actually debate the final budget at the end of this year. It's interesting to kind of reimagine what that could look like, because as we know, the high-level bridge um, is somewhere that we need to, you know, obviously keep very... Uh, we need to keep some safety concerns really in mind for pedestrian use. So when you're talking about building a pathway on top, you also then have to add some sort of structure to keep people as safe as they possibly can. Um, So, you know, you kind of go down that road in your mind of architecturally, what could this thing look like? And I mean, it could be, it could be really, really stunning. It it is possible. I I, I do think that that is something we could absolutely expect at the end of all of this. Uh, Again, when we, the way we do project management now is is there's a sort of a multi-step process, and and we are very much at the beginning of this multi-step process. Uh, We sort of have a five-checkpoint process, and we're just past the first one, which is that very preliminary high-level design. And now uh, our city staff are going to go in and do more of that detailed design to give us a better idea of what that could look like. There will be engagement around how that would work. Uh, and then again, that will help inform what the final budget is uh, when we debate it at council at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're talking about it, this being preliminary, which means, councillor, there's no real there's no real number attached to this yet. Is there um, kind of a ballpark budget idea? I mean, I said on the outset, repairs could be anywhere from 135 to $270 million. Do we know where it might sit in there? Uh, and again, it's so early, we, we don't really have anything beyond those numbers you mentioned at the top. And and again, the idea is in, under the old model of project management uh, that we used to have, we used to sort of say, oh, yeah, that's the budget. We sort of approved it without really any type of detailed work. And that's where the city uh, ran into challenges, if we're being quite honest, in the past of, of you know, not being able to hit schedules. Um, not always being on budget when we were approving these project schedules and budget without having done that detailed design. So under the new model, we we wait to do that detailed design before we give that firm timeline and that firm cost estimate so that we have more control over how that will ultimately go go through. So uh, we're talking about repairs needed for the bridge, and now it's sort of you know, deviated into this situation where you're going to be building something on top of the bridge, a, pedest- a pedestrian walkway. But does that... Uh, does that really kind of fix the issue or the issues overall? I mean, is it safe? Yeah, and and I think that's the whole reason we're doing this rehabilitation work. So every year we are inspecting every one of our, our bridges across the city of Edmonton, uh, and we do that to ensure that they they're safe. We do that to to be able to properly estimate the lifespan and determine when you need you know just some basic maintenance versus a larger body of work like we're approaching now with the the high level bridge. And so, yes, it's it's safe right now for sure. And we know that by doing this work uh, in the near future, it's going to continue being safe for a very long time. And uh, and so, I'm I'm quite confident to the team who does that work, and and uh, they don't they don't let that go lightly. They they keep a close eye on all okay. of our infrastructure. Good, because I, I hear a bridge needs repairs, and it makes me not want to use that bridge anymore. <laughs> Was there any conversation, Councillor, about raising the roof deck so that we don't get semi-trucks stuck in it? 
there, there wasn't much there because when we're once we start changing too much of the existing footprint, that's when you actually have to go into looking more at a full rebuild versus just rehabilitation. And so, in terms of the additional costs to add, say, even, you know, add a lane of traffic to do any type of, of significant movement, uh, you're really changing the overall budget. And it's just not something I think that it's not worth the extra expenditure right now, considering the, the added value you might get down the road. Okay. So some preliminary ideas then. This conversation will be ongoing for quite some time. I'm sure that we will revisit it again. Councillor Nack, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate the conversation. Well, my pleasure. You have a great day. You too. Take care. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.